Yo, it's the Stupidly Small Podcast. It's Thursday, payday, the 7th of April, 2016. Hello, Lauren Clark. Stuart Farrell. How are you? No, <laughs> we couldn't. We just need to think of something better. What's better oh. than how are you? That can just... It needs to be parked in our brains as like an easy go-to. Uh, you, well, uh, we, I, used to, <clears throat> I used to know someone used to say, how do? How do? That's not how good. It still elicits the same response. Um, all how right. do? That's so, nice. All well, no, because that just opens up the no. floodgates. Um, what do you want to know about someone when you see them? Are you okay? No. Yeah. Are you, okay? Are you okay? Not really. My T zone. So we oh, get no. all the way back to the T zone. Anyway, we'll work on that off air, I think. No, uh, I think there must be one. People can write, write in and tell us too, because well, someone will think of something. Yeah. That you ask how I am. Well, not really, but you want to know. And I, <laughs> you know, sometimes in life, I mean, this week's been a, a week of revelations, a week of achievement, a week of disappointment as well. But I mean, disappointment's my middle name. And, uh, God. Oh, well. <laughs> Can someone pull out the violin, please? <laughs> yes. And two things, or three things really occurred. You know when you've got that pile of branches and you just you get them out of the way? I did that the oh, other day yeah. when it was sunny. Pile of branches, you mean literally. <laughs> well, yeah, a tree collapsed right. in the backyard. And I had okay. to, uh, it was just sitting there like covering the whole, we've got a small backyard. Yes. And so I just got out there, put the gloves on and uh, bundled it up with string. I love that. That's Cut it up and bundled. I did that recently. Cut and bundled? Cut, well, not recently, but like in the last six months somewhere. Oh, and, um, yeah. Stretch if you're claiming a cut and bundle after no, six I'm just, months. I'm just going back to my last cut and bundle to discuss cut and bundles oh, with you. Right, God yeah. damn it. Yeah. Anyway, and the putting the string around, hmm. um, there was something kind of aesthetically pleasing about that. Like, If you get it right. Can I give you a tip? Yes. The first string has to see. I was, I was I was cutting, then laying on a on a large bench, so right. I was off the ground. And you weren't lying on a large bench. No, the, the, I was <laughs> laying down the branches. You, you, that is what you said. Yeah. Oh, did I? Sorry, I was yeah. cutting and then lying down on a bench. <laughs> no, I meant to lay them down on the bench. Well, I was getting it tired. A little, a little it was, exhausting. Yeah, it was a big tree. Yeah, and. Um, what you have to do is lay the first very long piece of string down. So you're laying the branches down onto the um, onto top of the string. Yes, right. Then once you've got the required size for your bunch. Yeah. Uh, batch. What, what were we calling them? Button bunch. Cut and bunch. No, oh, cut and bundle. Cut and bundle. Once yeah. your bundle's the right size. Yeah. Remember, don't drop your bundle. No. <laughs> uh, you tie it very tightly, as tight as you can. Yes. Knee on, knee on there, so you're holding it down. Oh, Farmer Joe style. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But there should be enough string left over on both ends that you then, like wrangling a cow, Yeah. you hold both ends and you flip the bundle. Oh, my God. This is this is not my first bundle rodeo, Stu. It is. You're, I'm is taking on these trees <laughs> like they're a, a so unwilling... Uh, so you spin, you spin it around, you do the knot again? Do the knot again. So then you've got two knots. Oh, my God. What, then what's you get, your option? Then you get a second, a third, well, second piece of string, third knot, oh, and right. just tie the top. And so you've oh, got no, a tri- do triple that. strung bundle. And, Same uh, piece of string? No, two bits of, two bits of string. <sighs> first, one's a, first one's a double, and then you've got a third separate one. The council will love you. Don't know why. Oh, we, that's what we want in life. <laughs> well, the council um, haven't exactly been... Reciprocating your the, no, but yeah. I'm going to keep trying with them. I'm okay. going to win those guys over before I move. You're adorable. If I ever get a house, now, um, yes, that's number one. Right. Number two, mm-hmm. and this was especially pleasing to uh, your other half, the jackpot, because yeah, I bought a an Apple T 
TV. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The new one. The nice oh, right, little right, right. Yeah. Bluetooth or wireless. Uh, sits there unassuming but offers a world of pleasure. A world. And this is where the third option comes in. And I've joined the rest of you out there with my iBox. What's it called? Apple TV. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The Apple TV. I have joined the GOT generation right. in HD. Right. So I've begun, and because much like an iTunes music shop, mm. you can buy on the iBox, Apple, <laughs> Apple iBox, whatever it's called. Yeah. You can buy TV yeah. shows. Yeah. So I'm buying Games of Thrones. Yeah. Buy the episode. Yeah. In five point one doubly and like complete doubly? HD. And there's a spinal tap <laughs> reference. And, That's cute. And, and complete and beautiful. Look, I feel like I'm in Narnia or where the hell right, that show's right, right. based. Right. And it is, the, it is the best because it looks beautiful. But can I just say one thing? Yes, please. Game of Thrones is quite the show. Oh, my God. I've watched, <laughs> watched the first five episodes of season one and I'm getting hooked into it. The Tarkinarians and uh, the, there's a lot of bloodshed and there's a lot of, you know what, it's quite Stuart, raunchy. have you not heard of this <laughs> Show. I'm not even talking Listen, about it. I just thought it was dork opinion. I've never got into Game of Thrones because I've never had time to watch it. But right. but the things that you know about Game of Thrones are it's really like absorbing. Yes. And there's a lot of raunch and a lot of violence. And you've yeah. just told me those things with big open eyes, like you've just unwrapped well, I was the aware first of them episode. From a distance, but and someone. First person on earth to have discovered well, it. Well, no, I'm not. But I'm saying I'm joining the club. It's someone pretty... last night cut the head off a horse. Oh. Spoiler? <laughs> Don't worry, won't um, be the first horse beheading I see, I'm sure. They are pretty so. uh, uh, basic people, a lot of them. Who was telling me the other day? Uh, the Tartakovas or whatever they're called are the full-on ones. Who was it? Oh, was uh, one of my nearly brothers was telling me the other day that um, there is, uh, I think it was Game of Thrones, uh, that what they did was they retrofitted it. So you know how you think of an idea and then you find an audience for it? Right. What they did is they – they uh, oh, maybe it wasn't Game of Thrones. Anyway, it was, it was one of those shows. They Netflix or whoever went, who do we need more of? This demographic, this demographic and this demographic, quite specific ones. Mm. Um, so let's make a show that, appeal, that has this, this, this and this in it. Oh. And then it became – yeah, uh, uh, that's a good story. I think, I don't to be honest, that. I think the nudity and the uh, raw sexual scenes mm. are quite uh, not inappropriate, but over the top. You're a bit of a wowser, though. Oh, you reckon? <laughs> I, I, I quite uh, OTT. Right. You know, look, I, I like a nude person as much as the next person. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, oh, really? You're going to do that again, are you? Okay. Yeah, no, I guess a bit. I'll come back. <laughs> you know, when you they cut the head off a horse again. You're telling me you're not a wowser. You leave the room for the nude I scenes. I do not leave the room for the nude scenes. <laughs> to make just a cup of tea. Just in case there's something interesting. A cup of tea. No, well, I'm just saying that look, you? if they all ran around nude the whole show, I wouldn't care. Right. You know, if these young people want to do that, oh that's their God. business. But uh, I don't know. see for me nudity and swordplay has always been a very tricky proposition. <laughs> I just uh, it's you know something that uh, it, it, you have to be careful with. And I was watching someone um, playing with their new sword, uh, and that's not a euphemism. Ooh. That's uh, yes, <laughs> yeah. she was actually given a sword, a young young uh, character. Yeah, 
and she was sort of just touching the blade and I was just freaking out because I felt her you're hands like getting that, cut though. out. You, oh, you yeah. see, if you see a kid in a playground tilt slightly to the left, you're like, oh, God, running over trying to catch well, them. Well, I see stuff. the end result. You know, it's like I'm a, an emergency doctor <laughs> in that I, I see what the result of this sort of play can come. So if you're going to give your kid a sword, right. give them a blunt sword right. is all I'm saying. Did I ever tell you, I think I did, possibly on this podcast, that mm. I used to live with two doctors who were doing their emergency rounds or whatever it was. They were right. learning how to be doctors and they were doing, they worked in the emergency room. And I came home once and with something and they were so horrified that they just went, they, they basically went white and their jaws dropped and their eyes opened big and wide. And they and said, then you, you came home with something. You can't, you can't use that. That is the most dangerous thing that you could. You, you have to take that back. You was can't, it a whippersnipper? It was a bicycle. What? They said you can't ride a bike. You can't ride a bike in the city. You can't ride a bike in the city. Like that was oh, the. Oh, well, the, you it, know, they've got a point, but it's not the bike. It's the idiots that ride them. And I ride bike every day. Yeah. Can I say one thing? Here in Melbourne, Australia. Yes. Oh, God. Why did I go to bikes? What was I? Th- I apologize, everybody. There's a cemetery. In, but that, and there's a in road. The dead centre town, yeah. 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 And look, if you, you know, if you live in Carlton, you're yeah. not allowed to get buried at that Carlton Cemetery, which I didn't know until recently when I was walking through there. Huh? It's true. What do you mean? You're not allowed to get buried there in the, in the Carlton Cemetery. It's a true story. That's hilarious, Stuart. That's a lot less funny joke than mine was. <laughs> that, mine was bad. <laughs> it tricks a lot of people that way. Why not? It's a Because you're not dead. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. So there, there is that cemetery there in Carlton, yeah. right? And then on the other side is the Melbourne University. Yeah. So you know that road that runs between them. Yeah. Busy road at pretty much all times. Mm-hmm. Right. It leads to the uh, yeah, big yeah, roundabout. Yeah. You can either go right down Swanson Street or continue on towards the Eastern Freeway. You yes. get the picture where yeah, we are. I do. I do. I For do. those that live in this state, anyway, yes. it's a bit of a, a. But you'll get it anyway. Just picture a busy road wherever you are at the moment. Picture mm-hmm. the busiest road yep. at peak hour. Yeah. I've noticed on my morning uh, walk with the perches yes. up to the park yeah. that idiots. Every single day, this could apply to any road in the world, mm. are riding down the centre line of that road. So mm. it's two busy uh, lanes going one direction, two busy lanes going the other direction. Yeah. They're riding in the dense centre of that road. Yeah. You, for what reason? So they can turn right at the roundabout a bit further on. Right. Thinking that there's some sort of a car. I know. It is Bikes. Look, I'm, I'm not going to sound like a shock jock here because shock jocks are doing a lot to uh, – create animosity between cars and, yeah. and bike riders. And I'm not saying, oh, these spandex idiots. And I'm, I'm, I'm pro-spandex. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I've let the cat out the bag. Pro-spandex. Because I understand the reasons for it. You want to keep right? the cat in the bag, isn't that why you wear the spandex? <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yes. And <laughs> you got to not pretend you're a car. Sure, you've got rights on the road. Do you know that was – Do a hook turn. That Don't turn to yeah. right arrows and that stuff like that. That was a lesson for me when I was – because I used to ride a bike exclusively and I only got my license, my car what, license. What, what uh, brand did you ride exclusively for? Huh. Wow. It's grandpa day today, isn't it? Anyway, I rode my bike instead of driving in a car. that at the end of the podcast? And Lauren Clark rides exclusively <laughs> for giant bicycles. <laughs> no, for – Uni bicycles. Uni, oh, unicycles. Uni, no, uni bicycles. They're not called unicycles. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have a bike big enough to fit me. What? At the, the uni bicycles? Yeah. He gave me advice. I went there to support the business that supported us, our first sponsor. Yeah. And. Uh, well, he's not a huge. He can order you in stuff. Yeah, but, but you I, are a giant. 
I did buy a giant. Thank mm, you very I'm sure much. You did, my friend. Anyway, uh, why was I talking about that? Oh yeah, I yeah, used to ride my it. bike, yeah. and because I didn't have a license until I was like uh, quite old. I can tell. Um, thanks. Yeah, I knew. I was Driving around for with that. Pringles boxes on your hand. Anyway, driving in front of trams. <laughs> anyway, I was. Should be forced to wear a helmet with you in the car. So, I. Uh, rode by my bike exclusively. Then, when I got when I finished and got my license, um, I realised how indestructible I had re- thought I was. Like I retrospectively realised, mm. oh my god, that was me. Like you do get into a false sense of security when you people ride around. do not look out for bike riders. No, we, they don't. Our, our society is not yet attuned. To deal with the number of bikes on the road. But also sometimes they're quite difficult to see. So last night it was that, you know, we've had the daylight savings thing uh, recently in uh, Melbourne. We, I was outside and it was, I was on my usual evening stroll that goes to the like roundabout and back. Mm. It's really not a stroll. but no, it's um, not much at all. No, it's a baby. <laughs> it's taking a baby outside and bringing it back inside again. Anyway, did that and usually it's quite light but it's now, it's different. So it's mm. darker, right? So I'm out there and there's a thing called the Canning Superhighway, which is the Canning Street, um, you know, bicycle lane in Carlton, right? Go out there and you can, like, everybody who uses that is proper most of the time. So that you see people and they're all lit up like a Christmas tree and their bikes mm. are lit up and they've got things on their arms, they've got things in their helmets, they've got bright, they've got lights, they've got, it's, they look like the MCG is coming towards It looks mm. like a train. Is to which set, you is, should do. Which is really good. Anyway, blah, 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 groups of them because it's like, you know, um, Copenhagen. It's like there are 50 a, million bikes coming It's come a very uh, popular arterial for bike and riders. And it's a bit intimidating sometimes if you're a pedestrian. So I'm th- I wait for them all to go past and then I cross. And there's another one hmm. with no lights yeah. wearing uh, in black. I honestly, yeah. it was like he was thin air. You I see couldn't him every see day. him. Idiots. And I nearly got skittled and he was, you know, etc. Anyway, we're doing that thing where we talk about bikes versus cars but it like there are symposiums in this city every single um like pretty much week about like what do we do about this problem because we've got a like exploding population of people who have like two cars per family blah 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 the roads aren't getting fixed there's no you know there's no public transport to the whatever Mm. airport um like you, you know we can't kind of go we're not we can't, but we're not set up to go car free yet. And do you shut down the city so that there are no cars and only bikes and pedestrians? Because no. if you do, then you know their their businesses will get crossed. Like that rage. There is so much like this is talked about in circles forever. Can I make a suggestion? Yes, please. This is what I was hoping you get would out do. of Melbourne. Oh, this Stuart. is not the world's most livable city. This is the this is a, a city in denial. This is a fat person. Wearing spandex, right? Thinking you've gone fat shaming with your metaphor, have you? No, no. Because this is something I think of myself. It, can I just say I think I'm thinking of myself trying to pull on the spandex I used to wear at fourteen, and that's what you wore spandex at fourteen. Yes. What did you wear spandex for? It was for? the nineties. Oh, please! Some photographic evidence. I really. You look know the good to thing that. about the nineties and me is that. There uh, were no cameras. There were no cameras. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. Oh, there were no cameras. I don't have 50 million photographs of myself no. from... Right. Fact, I, between the ages of like being a kid and being an adult, I don't think My there teenage are, years, there's barely a photo in existence. Yeah. Unless it's like me seeing the next one now and like, oh. You know, like, <laughs> oh, I don't have to do this for. It's not too late and go, oh, well, that would have been nice. I'd smile with my one photo with me then. Um, but... Yes. 
It's we we're in. A, all right, let's let's not go fat shaming. You're right. Let's go. We are the person walking around thinking we're the ducks of the school. Right. When we we can't even pass a test. Right. Right. We are in denial as a state or as a city. Right. This city. Yeah. While being in one of the most uh, wealthiest countries in the world. Mm-hmm. And in some respects, stable as far as um, society goes. Yeah. Our politicians. Yeah. This is not, I'm not breaking any new ground here. Yeah. Unlike politicians who are certainly not breaking in new ground. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, I think that it is a, this is the era of nest feathering. That's all it is. But isn't it no always been that? And it's funny because I was thinking this last no. night when I was watching a video. Of, you know how BuzzFeed does that stuff where they put so-and-so versus someone else? So it's like Trump versus Obama on women and or right. Trump versus Obama on um, hecklers I saw the other day. And it's like Trump going, get him out of here, kill him, <laughs> set fire to him and burn his family and stuff. Mm. And then it's Obama going, yes, I, I see your point and I'm going to let you speak. So just bu- – and like it puts – it kind of pits them against each other. Right. Um, what were we talking about just before? That was, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Trudeau, um, you know, Can- uh, we, we're Canada? talking about, yeah, we were talking about the fact that uh, it's, the, it's the kind of age of entitlement, if you like, like mm. for, for, for politicians. It right? is. It's the age and, of the professional poly. And, and also I would say not just politicians but like the, um, you know, ruling class. Right. So all of the people that run business, all of the people that have money already, you know, all that stuff. Um, and uh, Trudeau was talking the other day in one of those videos about, and it was him versus Trump. It was one of those right. ones, right? And he was talking, and and he said uh, he was talking about refugees, and he was talking about stuff, and and he said we can't listen to politicians telling us uh, to be afraid. And he anyway, and he kept it, and he made some really good points. And he kept, and he, but he only said it once, but. I found it really interesting that he was saying don't listen to politicians and he's technically a politician right up the top of the thing. And I think yeah. he's quite brilliant. I'm, I've, I'm pretty into him. But right. uh, I just – I think that he has an appeal at the moment. Was his, his dad the Prime Minister of Canada or something? Yeah, his family. He comes from a family yeah. of – yeah. Um, with some What's sad stories about? in it. But the, I know, yes. but the point is, well, I know, that was my point, was like it was a bit of a... He's not technically a politician, he's born and bred. No, that's right. That's all he is. That was my point. I'm pointing out that he's a politician. He's a but I'm saying he's using, yeah, I said it like, <laughs> ironically. Anyway, mm-hmm. he's using um, that... That line is a, it's a, just a very potent one at the moment. I think for him, for you know, you could go Bernie Sanders, even Trump, um, what's his name, you know, Corbyn, all of these politicians who are kind of selling themselves as it's, it's the main reason that Hillary Clinton isn't killing it and well ahead of everybody is that she's too in the system, people yeah. don't trust it anymore. So I, I just find that interesting, you know, like that, that that maybe we're at an age, you're right, where all of that's happening, but that people are, at least some people, really cottoning on to the fact that if you are, if you can find somebody who's outside of that and who's genuine in some way, then they're worth their weight in gold. How do we find that in our system though? Ours is a straight up party system. Yeah. You can't, you can't be a billionaire. I mean, you can be Clive Palmer and yeah. I don't suppose uh, our Prime Minister's short of a quid. Yeah. But they had to still be pre-selected. They had to 
Oh, well, Palmer didn't. <laughs> um, <coughs> what, so is that what you're saying? But he, he can't be elected prime minister. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he can over 50 years if he builds up his party enough. But imagine if he was a visionary and he was able to sort of – he had enough credibility on a kind of leadership level mm. to get people really interested in who – you know, what he represented, then there would be, you would have to think, a significant movement politically in the country. Whether or not that, that person becomes a prime minister, but there, there would have to the be... Other, now, the other problem with that is it's got, you've got that one person, mm. but he has to also find another 50 or 60 exactly the same that will, uh, you know, inspire people in each electorate to... This is why people read books about leadership. I mean, I think, that I, I find all that... All those books kind of a bit like well, they're all kind of saying the same thing. And what I just a load feel like I'm making the the con man rich by buying stuff like that. That's it. I yeah, think, me I too. I'm, totally. I'm being suckered. You yeah, know. Yeah. No. Totally. Mm. Uh, but I, uh, it's probably that the reason they do is that if there's a company that is run well and where the people are happy, even if it's just an organisation, like recently, mm. I uh, sat down and had lunch with the editor of the Big Issue in um, Melbourne who's about to leave, right? Yeah, we heard it first here. No. Oh. <laughs> it's been in the paper you told us stuff. before it was announced. No. We want to be breakers here, news breakers. No, no, no. So anyway, I had, I had, a, I had a black coffee with him or whatever and I realised that I because I've been writing for them for a while but they are an organisation where all of my dealings with them have been good. There are good people that work there. Mm-hmm. They work hard. But they love what they do and they don't completely – this is not this like stay until midnight kind of crap, you know. Like they they have got so many things right about the way that that little office works and the way that like what they do has an effect and that, and mm. that, that, that sort of is played out in the big way but it's also played out in just the way that they communicate with individuals and stuff. They're just good human beings. How rare that is and what is it a combination of – and all of the books in the world can't actually get all of the factors right. Like there's got to be somebody good at the top. There's got to be timing has to work. There has to be not a, you know, there's always some like board or something that, and I'm not saying that there mm. wasn't any of that. I don't know anything about the big issue really, except that my dealings with them were always really good. But it just, it's so rare to find like an organisation that is, not that where there is not one area of it at least that is a complete basket case. Well, that's why you hear people go, "Oh, very lucky to have li- you know worked in this organisation," you know, because it's not it's rare that you find like and, and it is rare. And I've worked for oh, organisations yeah. that uh, go, "Oh, this is like the best place ever." Yeah. And you you know, I'm so lucky to have worked here that I've discovered that it was the worst place ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you make up your own mind when it comes to that. But you found one. Yeah. Stay- but I mean. You'd have to say this is pretty much the same, wouldn't you? <laughs> I will say the work and conditions uh, here are very good. So pay the staff sucks. are good. The pay is pretty bad. <laughs> Stupid. Stuart, what? what's in my phone today is a little article from oh, – I don't even remember how. I don't know how I get to half these things, but anyway mm. – um, uh, it's about how Stanford researchers have confirmed this idea that I think you and I have discussed before. Don't think we have on this podcast, but elsewhere, mm. um, about 
and what, what this article says is Stanford researchers confirm what philosophers and writers have always known. So walking, the act of going for a walk, fosters creativity. Uh, yeah, now, I'd, I'd is, agree with that. Is that something that you've experienced? Yes, if I, if I um, because <clears throat> I, I am a freelancer working in the creative arts, I, uh, I have to, you know, sometimes that's a lonely existence and at times you can find yourself at your uh, computer just <laughs> w- trying to will the ideas to come out and unfortunately <laughs> uh, they, they're not there at times and I, it occurs a lot more if I haven't been exercising. And oh, I, so you reckon it's the exercise generally? Like you don't reckon if you go for a walk, yeah. um, on that walk you will solve a creative problem? You and I used to walk and think of ideas. Correct. And when, in another job. In, in another job life. we had together. But I find that, um, well, I, I think in a, in a creative partnership that could be a good way of doing it rather than yeah. sitting at a desk. But for me personally, I think... And it's been scientifically proven anyway about what's being released when you're exercising. Yeah. The fresh air, all the basics. Yeah. There's no, there's no magic to it. Yeah. It definitely helps. It gets everything moving within whatever happens inside your body. Mm. gets all that flowing. Um, you know, literally the creative juices gets them moving around. Like if you just roll out of bed and start trying to do things, it's, you're a bit crusty. That's it, why, also, you know. it also makes you focus. So if you're listening to a podcast or something while you're walking – it's you, you focus a lot better than if you're... I don't. Don't you? I listen to podcasts while I'm walking but don't listen to them at all. Oh, you yeah, know, I sometimes do that too. <laughs> it's a white noise. But that yeah. makes me wonder why don't I, and I've started doing this a little bit, leave my headphones at home because that, that time of going for a walk can be super productive in a kind of the way your brain, giving your oh, brain yeah. time to just churn things over. Well, I found that um, because I can't really do it because of the podcast, but I found on weekends if I take the dogs for a really early morning uh, oh, yeah. punch out and yeah. I go up near, sometimes I, I'm lucky enough to get to near the zoo here in Melbourne. Yeah. And quite often you don't want your headphones in because you're hearing all these exotic yeah, birds totally. screaming and all these weird noises yeah. that, you know, it's worth... And then at a lot of the time, there'll be a hot air balloon come directly over the top and, and you know, you listen to the sound of that lift over the zoo so it doesn't nice. crash into the bears. So, <laughs> Hey, um, that reminds me. Oh. Went to the zoo the other day. Thought of you, actually, because it was school holidays and you would have just killed everyone. You would have just, like, with of, your eyes, you would have We were speaking everybody. about Game of Thrones and uh, <laughs> that is one point where a sword may come in handy. Right. Anyway, zoo so. school holidays. Went to the, yeah, you would have hated it. Um, I almost turned around and went home. Anyway, the zoo, mm. uh, but we went there and there's a new lion enclosure or at least, it, you know, yeah, there is. There's a new lion there enclosure. There is and it's, it's all right. Mm. So, turned up <laughs> and went to the new lion enclosure and, you know, I've told you the story before about when um, the jackpot once took me because he used to take the kid there all the time yeah. and I didn't get to go because I was working. And one day I had a day off or something and he said, come with us, come with us. And at exactly 4.55 mm-hmm. we went to the Lions because – and he said, wait, here it goes, ready, one, two, three. And then an announcement came over the loudspeaker, the zoo is now closing in five minutes or whatever. Yeah. And the Lions – Roared for I like you they full on just went yeah, sick yeah. for like five minutes of just <gasps> and they stood up and did and it was the most extraordinary thing and mm. if you ever at the zoo near closing time go check out the lions because they respond to that voice anyway the other day I'm there and it's not quite that time it's sort of late arvo and there's this woman and she's one of those women who you or one of those people who you would see and you would think um, she does things her own way right. 
just you just know Where's her clothes backwards that kind of thing right. like you just know that she's whoever she is she's her and she doesn't care right right and she's standing there and there are all these people kids everything and she's just going oh boop, 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 boop. And I was like, like I was like, oh my goodness, she's almost doing a like a pedestrian crossing impersonation. Right. Anyway, and then she went, "Hello, Harry," or something, right? "Hello, Harry, Harry, hi, Harry, hi, Harry, Harry, hi, Harry, hi." She wasn't a zoo person; just a person in a. You would have got the sword out at this point. Just a person in like a purple tracksuit. Like, no kidding, right? So she's going. Hi, Harry. Hi, Harry. Hi, Harry. And I'm thinking, wow, good on her. She's connecting in some way to these animals. Anyway, the lion gets up, comes over to her, and she comes over to it. And this is obviously what she does. She visits the zoo and befriends the lions, and they talk to her. She can talk to the animals. Lauren Clark, how do the animals uh, get in contact with us? Um... (laughs) We're stupidlybig.com, stupidly big on Facebook, stupidly big on Twitter, and we're stupidly small and big and everything you'd like, really, in the Apple iTunes shop. Stuart, nobody's been writing reviews or giving us ratings lately. Is that right? I, for one, don't really mind, but it's uh, nice to see you. Would you even accept a two star rating at this point? No way. Um, Stuart, will I see you tomorrow? No doubt. Feedback Friday. Uh, I always look forward to it. Bye bye.